Welcome to Sharing the Middle, where we're covering perfectionists, overachievers, and anyone in the middle of a struggle come together to learn to embrace the messy middles of life. I'm Lacey, your friend in the middle and guide, whose claim to fame this week is just getting this podcast out. Uh, I'm real, real proud of that one. Uh, Technology is not my friend today, but that's just fine. So today I'm really excited because I'm joined by Sarah Kelly. She's a CEO and mom of her home in upstate New York and runs Your Aligned Home, a home management consulting business. Her passion for home management, reducing stress, and most of all, helping others is what led her to this work. Sarah has become like my business bestie is kind of how I think of her in my head over the past few months. We met in a a course a while ago, and then we both belong to a networking uh, group called Hey Mama. I I said, I need someone to keep me honest. (laughs) And she was like, wait, I need someone to do that too. And uh, we even created a little business buddies. Sarah's been the one that uh, I get to go to when I've got ideas or just frustrated or whatnot. So that's why she is part of the Women Who Made Me series, because right now she is one of my go-to people, and I am so thankful for her. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much. I am so flat. Like, I'm so tickled. Like, tickled is the absolute (laughs) right word. Like, every time I think about the fact that you invited me on for this series, I'm like, oh, my God. Like the fact that I was able to help you enough that you want to do have me on. I'm like, that's so amazing. So thank you for this opportunity. Oh my gosh, so much. And you helped me. You were one of the people who I, who really looked through support from the middle of my workbook and gave me some really good ideas and feedback. And just, I, I'm tickled too. Thank you. <laughs> we're we're, having, we're having a long distance tickle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I would love to know what you think of or what you thought of, at least for the first time when you heard the concept of the middle. So it's it's interesting because I actually go to pretty positive things when I think of the middle, which we have discussed before that we come at it from very different viewpoints. I think of every day I do Wordle. Do you do Wordle? I did for a period of time. My husband's still a big Wordler. And so I'll like lay with him and and watch him do it. But I don't necessarily do it as much. So I look forward to it every night. And, you know, it it can only last so long because you have to finish it within 24 hours and you only have six guesses. But when I think of the middle, it's it's sort of I think of this push pull feeling like it's frustrating, but it's also exciting. And I mean, Wordle specifically, like the before you even start, it's like, okay, I have six tries. And that first try is just a shot in the wind, right? Like you have no idea. Yeah. And you have to really get in there and be, and I think of like really when I'm in the middle of it and I know certain letters, but I don't know other ones. And I'm really using my brain to try to figure it out. And at the same time that I want it to be over and I want to solve it and I want it to be done, it's sort of like Christmas morning. You want to open that box and know what's inside. At the same moment, I don't want it to be over because that is the fun part, is the discovering part, right? Because once it's done, it's done and I have to wait. So I think of like fun things like that, which is definitely sort of one of those with age comes wisdom, because I would never have said that 10 years ago. I used to I hated riddles before because I would I couldn't take the impatience of not knowing. Preach, that's me all the time. <laughs> I, know, I, think about that. I do think about that with you, how you always talk about wanting to know the outcome or wanting to get to, you know, the end. And I'm always like, Oh, but the middle's the good part. <laughs> 
I know. I I know it logically. Well, I mean, so you mentioned surprises. In general, are you a person who likes surprises? When I think of two different types of surprises. So I just went and saw a scary movie. So I think of like jump scare surprises. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I don't like that because I'm like, I can be, I'm very reactive in that sense. But if it's a surprise, like a present, oh, I'm sending uh-huh. you something in the mail, but I don't know what it is. And I get to think about like waiting and I'm like, oh, what's it going to be? I enjoy that kind because I really play with, I really play with like, oh my gosh, the building up of excitement, but a jump scare. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through a haunted house. I don't want that kind of surprise. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, thank you for me. Yeah, I, I've been to a, a haunted house once in my life. And my friend that I went with was so much shorter than me. And she was in front of me. And she jumped up and I bit my lip. And so now ever since then, I'm like, not for me. No, thank you. Not that it was for me then either. I just went because I wanted to, you know, be with people. But ugh. See, and I, I I, don't know if you've heard me talk about it. I am the worst at surprises because as soon as I know about a surprise, I want to know about it now. So like the example that you just gave me of uh, someone sending something in the mail, I've got the USPS um, delivery digest. So like I can see when, when things are coming and when they're going to be delivered. I am a crazy person. <laughs> I just cannot handle I, not knowing. Again, I don't know if this is like an age thing because I am older than you. We share a birthday month, by the way, but I am I'm older by you by the, a decade. I don't know, think about when you're in the ocean and there's a wave coming. Like it, there's this beautiful <sighs> crescendo. You can't, or when you're listening to a, like a piece of music, you know, music always has a an apex at some point. And when you're listening to something and it's building up and it's like, you know, that buildup is coming, but, but if they started with the buildup, it wouldn't be good. If they started with the max point, it would be like, like it's the buildup that is fun. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess I just savor that part because think about again, like a piece of music that you love once you get past that high point in the music then you kind of know that it's past and the best part of the song is kind of over you know yeah actually your uh example the ocean hit me really hard because i uh have loved I, i love water i'm a water person and i love going into the ocean and being on the swells and there's that moment where you are just like weightless because you're at the top of that that swell. And that's my favorite part. So you got me with that one. You didn't even have to explain that one. And I felt it in my soul of like, oh, that moment of like weightlessness of, you know, I'm just here in this moment. I, I do. I, I've always loved that. So see, I'm finding more things I like in the middle. I just have to keep making myself aware of it. (laughs) I think that's, but what's so beautiful and why I tell everyone about your podcast, what's so beautiful is like you are taking this and you are really examining it. You're not brushing the frustration aside. You're examining it. You're looking at it from all angles. You're asking other people to give you, you know, their endpoint. That's why I love art because art is really everyone's interpretation of a feeling, an object, an emotion, whatever right? And it's like, you are holding up this middle and you are looking at it from every vantage point. And, and that's how we come to understand things. So, I mean, I appreciate the process that you're doing 
and it's it's all part of the journey so it's all good it's all good <laughs> and this is why uh sarah is my business bestie is because she tells me <laughs> things like that and i think you get it right away uh <laughs> well why uh as you know i like to ground our conversation in like a specific middle moment uh, and I would love to hear about yours. Well, so this is going to be, this is going to feel like a complete 180 flip. So okay. 10, yeah, when you asked, when I had that prompt, I thought of 10 years ago, there was, it was pretty much a year in my life where every morning I would wake up and throughout the day, I would have that quote, I believe it's Winston Churchill, when you're going through hell, just keep going. And mm-hmm. It was just one of those times where, I mean, I I feel like you might be in the middle of one where it's just kind of like one thing after another, after another happens. And you're just like, is this a cosmic joke? Like, how much do you think I can handle? And there was kind of there, there was no way out actually of the situation that I was in. And, and so I would, I would just, I, I looked down, I called it my survival mode and I'd say, just keep going. Just, Mm -hmm. just one step in front of the other. I didn't know how it was going to end. I didn't know how I was going to get through it. I couldn't even think about the next day. I couldn't even think about an hour out. I could literally only concentrate on each moment. And it was the middle of hell, but I had to keep going. (laughs) And I, and again, I think maybe that's why I have such a different viewpoint of the middle now, because I did go through this really trying time in my life, um, mm-hmm. which, which I think everybody experiences those trying times, like in its so absolutely, yeah. Now you said like a cosmic joke. I'm curious, yeah. and I, I I'm going to tie into it made me think of something that I went through yesterday. You are very lighthearted, and and I know yeah. you like to laugh and that kind of stuff. Do you feel like you had that? So I'm going to tell my story and then I can like, so yesterday I, uh, over the weekend, I went up to my parents' house, me and my kids went up to my parents' house. So my husband could have a weekend off big deal so that he could, you know, cause he does pretty much everything around here and he would rather be at our house by ourselves <laughs> by himself than go somewhere. Oh. So yeah, we went uh, up there and my parents took us out to lunch and it had been the first time I ever gone out to lunch in a really long time. Cause I don't really go anywhere during lunch. I ended up having an issue where I was having a difficulty swallowing and I had to run to the bathroom twice. It, yeah. It, again, I, I was there with my mom and she's the best. <laughs> so literally I'm, not quite vomiting, but kind of. And I water was coming up because I had something stuck in my throat and the water wouldn't push it down like I was hoping it would. And my mom came behind me because I like bolted to the bathroom. This was the second time this happened. And my mom came in behind me and she was like, I wiped up all the water on the ground. And I just sat there and I laughed for like 10 minutes because this was the first time I had been out to eat in a long time. And I was there with my mom and my kids. And my mom knew me well enough that she knew I would be worried about the water on the floor and embarrassed about it. And I just am sitting on the floor of this bathroom laughing. Uh, And my mom started laughing too because she got it. Like in that moment of like, this is some shit, right? And laughing and laughing. And she was like, man, I really appreciate that you can just laugh at this moment. I'm like, yeah, me too. And she's like, what else can you do? I'm like... Nothing. I don't think there's anything else I can do. So when someone says cosmic joke, I'm like, yes. That like that is how I've started reacting to these things of just the randomness that happens to me. So I'm just curious if that is what you mean or if you mean the 
other part, part of it of just like almost like we're in the Truman show and you're looking around like, is this scripted? Is someone playing a joke on me? So, um, yeah, the one, when you talked about the laughing, I've been, there's actually a German word for that and I cannot remember, but I've been there before that I've, I've gotten to that point And I remember my husband thought I had gone, I was having a stroke because I was laughing hysterically <laughs> and our, our washing machine dumped all of its water onto the floor. I was building a dam with microfiber towels, trying to keep it from going <laughs> onto the wood floor. My son, who's two and a half, starts running through the water. The dog thinks it's a game. So the dog starts running through the water. The water's going ever, and I start laughing. So I've been, I've been there. But no, this, this year that I was in, I wasn't able to see it that way at the time. I, I had to mm-hmm. learn some lessons. I, I had a double whammy of postpartum depression and post-traumatic stress disorder at the same time. So oh. there was not a lot of laughing happening. <laughs> no. I, can, I can look at it now. Yeah. The, the, so I'll, I'll do like, I'll do like bullet points. I'm not going to, I'm not going to rehash all of it, but That's my funny. son had colic. I had labor and delivery complications, um, which left me with complications. I had postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. My husband was in a life altering car accident. So he couldn't help with the baby. And then I had complications. So I was already struggling. And then I already had postpartum depression. And then I got post-traumatic stress disorder. And then it became this whole thing with the auto insurance and health insurance. We're battling over who didn't want to pay our bills the most. <laughs> and I had, ba- I had I had new mama baby brain. I had no mental functioning going on. It was well, yeah, because sh- you probably slept so little. So little. So, and, and we lived on a dirt road. We were really far from medical care. So even getting medical care was like very challenging. And then we finally come up for enough breath from all of this. And we find out our dog, who was our first dog we adopted together when we got married, had cancer. Oh my God. <laughs> and we're like, what? We're like, I'm so sorry, but you are so not at the top of our list right now. So I, I couldn't really laugh at the time. I can laugh about it now, but I look back and realize I, I had lessons to learn. Mostly was learning how to ask for help. So mm-hmm. if so, it was really uncomfortable, but I've learned from discomfort is an opportunity to learn something. And so, yeah, now I can laugh about yeah. the big cosmic jokes, shit storms, because I have more tools. I have a mm-hmm. lot more tools. I think it's great that you have the, the tool of laughter and like you could see that it wasn't like it was important, but you were also you were safe. Your kids were OK. Like, yes, you were puking and it wasn't ideal, but it was also like in the grand scheme, it was like, okay. And you could laugh. It was okay. I think you hit the nail on the head there that it was easy for me to laugh because I was safe. Like my mom came and helped me. Um, My kids were with my dad and my nephew and they were fine. You know what I mean? And I just think about, I I think in that moment, laughter helped because I can almost think of another time where I laughed and my husband wasn't ready to laugh <laughs> when it was, it was kind of a similar situation to you of like the smoke alarm was going off one of my dogs was bleeding I was like six or seven months pregnant and like you know just like when everything happens all at once and I was laughing and he was not <laughs> and I think I think it's I I've 
I've always been able to kind of see and recognize when there it's not as serious or it's not as much of a problem. Just because I've got to be honest, all of that that you just described, that is a, a lot just at once to let more than one of those things happening. I mean, you know, I had postpartum depression myself, but I didn't have the rest of that stuff. So I can't even imagine having a husband who had been sick. My, both my kids were really good sleepers. Like I just can't, I cannot imagine all of that at once. Well, and I mean, it's, it is a lot. I did survive and I learned a great term. Uh, there's no grief Olympics. Your experience of postpartum depression, like that's still a 10 out of 10 on the, are we allowed to swear? Yeah, go for it. Right, like that's still a ten out of ten out of on the shit sandwich scale, right? And mine was a ten out of ten for me. You you can't even compare. It's just like I feel like whatever you are going through. Like I said, for myself, I feel like I had a lesson to learn in the universe. I I wasn't learning it. I wasn't learning it. So the universe just kind of kept putting. I mean, it's. I look back. There was this moment. This is why I say I had to learn to ask for help. We were down to one car because of the car accident and we lived on a dirt road. I couldn't, I could not feasibly walk to any resources and I needed an onion so I could make dinner. And I ca- and it took all my willpower to call somebody and ask, can you drop off an onion for me? And my friend was more than happy to help me. And I, I, I truly had to learn how to ask for help. And that's why that's one of the things I expressed to people I work with all the time is learning how to ask for help because people want to help. And so again, I mean, I could go off on a whole tirade or not tirade, but a whole thing on that. It's just, yes, when all those things are going wrong, like what tools do you have or what tools do you get to learn in that moment? Do you get to learn how to Mm -hmm. laugh? Do you get to learn how to ask for help? Do you get to learn, you know, when it's not life or death? And I mean, that's for me in the moment of my, in the middle, like it felt like life or death because I had so many um, stressors going on in my body at once. So it actually was in the moment life or death, (laughs) but I can laugh about it now, which I think is healthy. (laughs) Now I, uh, the asking for support is something that I'm very much learning right now. Like I, having my mom come down and pick me up to take me and my kids up to their house was a like. I feel so bad doing that, but I also know that me driving for an hour and a half is probably not responsible. You know what I mean? And so to be able to give my husband what he needs, I needed to ask for help. Being okay taking it is so hard. Because I, again, had to ask my mom for help again today. And my husband was like, are we taking advantage of her? And I'm like, no, we're not. We're not. She's literally said, I like to be needed. And also I've told her many times, if if it's a no from her, that's okay. I am yes. presenting her with opportunities and that she is allowed to say no. And that has also been really helpful for me to be able to feel less guilty about asking for help is letting people know that I'm asking, but I'm not expecting it. It would be great. Yes. But if I don't get it, that's okay. I, everything's okay. And that I, to me, I'm actually, I'm going to do a module all around learning how to ask for help. Basically the two-way street of it. Like you said, if your mom mm-hmm. says no, she's saying no because of a reason. And learning, it, there's, such, there's such two sides to the coin. Hey, if you can help me do ABC, that's great. But if you can't, I understand. Just let me know either way. And my na- I, I have amazing neighbors and I've been so lucky that um, we have, I have this one neighbor and we do things for each other all the time. And in the beginning, it was really awkward because we didn't want to put anyone out. 
And she yeah. finally said, you know, if I say I, I will be honest, if we really aren't in a position to pick something up at the store or drop something off, like we're just going to respect that the other person knows when to say no and we'll respect when they say no. So there's also that responsibility of when somebody asks you for help, you've got to really check in with yourself. Am I in a place to give help or am I in a place where I actually need to be asking for help right now? (laughs) Yeah. And saying no is okay. And yeah. And the other thing that I told my mom, because we had a nice long uh, ride together, (laughs) is that I love asking for her for help specifically because I know it doesn't come with expectations and strings because that's another kind of part of support and, and asking for help that's hard is that I, I know, like I said, she wants to help. She, you know what I mean? And so I never feel uncomfortable asking her because I'm not playing a mental chess game of what I think she'll want and all these other things. And, and that yes. has been another huge thing for me as well to kind of be able to say out loud and realize and know what, what it means when I say I feel uncomfortable asking. It's because maybe I'm not sure what's going on in another person's head and I'm worried that there's going to be strings and all these other Yeah, and that's, I mean, there's, a, gosh, we could have so many podcasts about that. The, the <laughs> whole unhealthy relationship between people who ask for help when they don't need help. And I mean, there is mm-hmm. kind of this whole other aspect to it. But I will point out um, a note. Have you heard of Phil Stutz? There's a documentary on Netflix with Jonah Hill. Phil Stutz is his no, therapist. Mm-hmm. And I really like the way he phrases things. And I was listening to an interview with him and he was talking about how where people need help and people ask for help, that intersection creates a point. And that point, all those points is how we become connected as humans. Because if, if you... I'm like, I've got my hands up like parallel lines. Like if you just always live your life and somebody else just always lives their lives, like you never actually have a point to really intersect and really become connected in that way. And when he said that, I was like, gosh, it's so beautiful. Like that is our human experience, right? And again, as long as you're coming from an honest place of needing help and coming from an honest place of giving help without strings, I mean, that's a Mm -hmm. whole other thing, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's what well, what you know that I like a tangible piece of advice that you've actually already given several, but I would love to hear <laughs> any other like takeaway or advice you would give yourself in that moment. Yes. Yeah, so I, I'm going to ask for two because it's also my birthday month. Um, so the first one Take will apl- apply to my middle, which was when I was in a really tough spot, which was a, I wish I could have talked to that person and just said, you have an opportunity to reframe this because I, I thought I was weak every day for going through hell. And there was an opportunity to reframe it of you think you're weak because you're in pain and you're not weak. You're in pain because you're human. And this sucks. This sucks really bad. So like, I, I wish I would have known how to see that from a different perspective. And then the other thing, and this is like on a more happy note, because it's your birthday month and my birthday month is I wish I would have known a lot earlier in my life to take myself out on my birthday and to treat myself because I feel like so often we wait for other people to celebrate us. And it's like, well, we should celebrate ourselves first. So I buy myself flowers. I take myself out to get some fun, like chocolate. Like I do all the fun things. So I would say anyone out there listening, that is the best life hack you can ever do is celebrate yourself on your own birthday. I love it. And I will say, 
you live those things up because these are both things that you've asked me about. One, you've helped me reframe a lot of things when I'm like frustrated. And then two, you asked me like, what are you doing for yourself today? So practicing what you preach. That's huge. I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you? How can they work with you? Explain explain all your aligned home and all that. Yes. So my business name is Your Aligned Home, and that's my website and my Instagram handle. So you can find me in both those places, youraligned.com. And I call it home management consulting, which is if your home isn't running smoothly, who do you go to, right? If your car's not running smoothly, you go to a mechanic and they tell you what's not working right. So when your home's not running smoothly, you can come talk to me and I'll ask a lot of questions to diagnose what's going on. And we'll come up with a lot of solutions that fit you and your life. There's a one-on-one aspect of working with people to solve their problems. I also do a a news nugget where I give a tangible idea of um, like like a tip to do in your home to make your home run easier. I give a product recommendation and then I give a little bit of emotional support because it's no easy job running a home. And then um, on my Instagram, I love to just do like thank you reels where I thank you for all the dirty and gross and boring jobs that you do managing your home. And I like to do like just inspirational stuff because as you know, I just... I think we have such an opportunity to put so much joy in the world. And I think that's why I love the middle so much because you're always putting joy out there. So yeah, so your home should be that center of your joy ripple and then it should just go out from there. So that's what I like to help people with. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was great. Always great to chat with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all the beautiful work you're putting out there in the world. And I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. As usual, thank you for sharing The Middle with me today. Remember to check out my writings at themiddle.com. That's the MDDL.com. While you're there, you can sign up for the weekly newsletter to get a little bit more middle in your inbox each week. I am a one-woman show, so any bit of support means the world to me. I want The Middle to be as accessible as possible, so I have several ways for you to support. You can shop The Middle with some merch or my books. The Lacey Loves affiliate links and recommended products, Patreon for additional community and content, and I also just have a tip jar if you'd like to leave a tip. If you like today's show, also make sure to subscribe at your favorite podcatcher, share with a friend, and maybe even leave a five-star review. Thanks so much to Lemon Music Studio for our theme music. It is literally called Sunshine, and that is certainly how it feels to me. Can't wait to see you in the middle again. Thanks for sharing the middle with me. As always, I hope you've been able to see a little bit of yourself in the story we shared today. Don't forget to follow, share, rate, review, and follow me on social media at Lacey Shares. You can always check out the Joyful Support Movement at joyfulsupportmovement.com and see all of the amazing goodness we have there, like No Shame in the Home Game, Pops of Joy, courses, resources, and of course, the Joyful Support Village. All right. Now go out there and spread some joy.